You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. Hello, 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 Bolts fans. Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, a brand new Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. And I think we're getting pretty close to that, if I do say so myself. (laughs) Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games, practices, storylines of your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week. So be sure to download that Odyssey app just to make it as convenient as possible so you have those brand new Pucks and Bolts episodes waiting for you. But you can also stream Pucks and Bolts on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Guys, it's late uh, we got Pucks the Bolts, Bolts doing this West Coast swing. Yeah. Right. I'm Casey Hudson. going to get weird. Up late by Kaylee Mizell. And I think we both hit delusional, but excited. Yeah. No, it, for sure. Hockey. It's going to get a little weird tonight, but it's going to be fun. Absolutely. And I hope everybody's along for the ride. That was, uh, <laughs> not to, you know, I know we have an order of events, but Casey coming off a, a hot wind just now. I was nervous that they were going to go to overtime and then Hagel comes through Got a lot more to say about that kid. He has just been on fire for the Lightning this year. But uh, really fun to see this West Coast swing and really good to see these bolts bounce back. And so, Mm -hmm. I, I, again, I know there's an order of an event, but I'm I'm just going to say this off the top. The bolts really like it whenever they have back-to-back games, especially if they lose that first game because it's a chance for them to come out and respond. They Mm -hmm. do not like having a loss hanging over their head for very long. So the fact that they were able to come out, respond like they did uh, against the Ducks after falling, you know, 4-2 to the Kings, it it was really, really helpful. And on that note, well – I guess we got to get into the first game. The Lightning travel out to California on Monday, and they have a game against L.A. on Tuesday. And, Casey, it it wasn't a terrible game. In fact, John Cooper even said after the fact that he really liked the first, like, 30 minutes of play, and it was mm-hmm. just kind of that midpoint in the second period that the team started – just getting lax in some of the the things that they know how to do and some of yeah. the things that they normally do um, and that we've seen them do in, in the wins these last few few days. Um, but they really started getting lax in some of those areas. Um, and the Kings were able to take over and take advantage in a way that you normally don't see. You normally don't see four goals get up on a guy like Andre Vasilevsky, but your initial reaction to the four and four Kings winning four, two over the now three and well, I guess it would be four and four lightning as well. Yeah. 
they're they they have hit that 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 little mark now that they can check off their <laughs> list but um, <laughs> brain my brain cells are coming to me as we are digesting this uh but 100 mm -hmm. kaylee you were right and i think a big part of it is something that you and i discussed on the previous pucks and bolts episode is that when they don't get that fast start and while they played well they still were chasing the game because they didn't score first now they yep. did they did level things off in the first period. Thankfully, what I've noticed in these back-to-back -back games, uh, not to get too much into the next game, but what I noticed um, a little consistency is that they were kind of letting up in that second period. So it wasn't the mm. third period let up that they were having. It's the second period where they have allowed teams to get back in the game or take over the game or where they start chasing the lead or um, their lead gets minimized. So. Yep. In that, what I will say that I noticed the most was the fact that they had a pretty good first period and um, some of those line changes started to look good at first. But then I think that the communication just started to lapse over time as they got into the next 20 minutes of play there because – the Kings, when it comes statistically, you know, they loaded up on them on hits. They had 28 to their 16 hits by the end of the game. And there wasn't many giveaways. That's what made this game so so good for the Bolts. Mm -hmm. they, didn't, they only had two takeaways to the Kings 11. And the 11 takeaways were in crucial areas. A lot of that was in their ozone while they were generating momentum. And then, you know, the Bolts were able to make a big play there. Uh, but then 20 block shots, 22 block shots, 10 minutes across the board for both these teams in the penalty box. So mm -hmm. a big part of it for them is that the last two games, their face-off percentage has taken a dive. That mm -hmm. success that they started to build mm -hmm. in the circle yep. started to kind of dwindle down a little bit. So it was letting up in the second period, but it was also kind of losing some of that face-off um, success that they started building over the previous weekend now heading in um snapping that 10 game winning streak in la which was just so tough we just talked about how mm -hmm. there's just something about los angeles um and those problematic players that i had mentioned beforehand you know they were a key key little salt in the wound if you will for for these yeah. bolts players uh it was kempe that, that that put the nail in the coffin at the end of that game for them and it was dano that opened the scoring yeah, and I'm Casey, you hit the nail on the head with a few things there. Faceoffs, they they did not play as well in, you know, near the dot. And it's very, very weird to see this kind of play out of a guy like Steven Stamkos, but he was only 25% right in the faceoff circle in that Kings game. So very, very weird and a rare thing that you don't, because Steven Samkos is <laughs> very, very good, mm -hmm. uh, usually and statistically and historically um, at face-offs. He, he's one of the best on the team historically at it, and I would still go as, to, as far as to say that. He just had an off night, and again, whenever you're not winning those face-offs, it's, it, it's hard because even – you're both chasing the game literally whenever the Kings take an, a, a lead, but then you're also chasing the game, um, you know, in in action as well because you don't have the puck. You don't have mm -hmm. the advantage of having the puck and directing it and controlling where things are going. So that's a that's a pretty big disadvantage um, as as the bolts 
look in that game. Um, but Casey, that second period is something I want to hone in on for a second mm-hmm. because that's where they let up two goals. So they're they're matched up with the Kings fairly well. Um, you know, they're they're able to respond. And Brandon Hagel is is the response for the Lightning in that first period. So uh yeah. t- ties up the game one one going into the second period. Um, the Kings score and make it 2-1 on a power play. Mm-hmm. Um, but then just, you know, eight minutes later, they make it a 3-1 game. Um, and then uh, going into the third period, they score again before the Bolts are able to respond. And so they had three goals that the Bolts didn't have an answer for until very late in the third period, and that was Nikita Kucherov, Brandon Hagel, and Nikita Kucherov with those two goals. So good to see that that first line is still producing, which is a good really thing. Really gelling now. The, they truly are. Brandon Hagel, a huge part of that, and we're going to dive deeper into his game. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few things that I'm seeing in this game, which ha- has happened to this team historically, is they haven't always had good second periods. A, a second period, a lot of times, you look at the last few seasons, for this Bolts team and specifically in the regular season they've really let up in the second period and that's what we saw in this situation um they they really kind of let up defensively um they they didn't play as sound of a game in the second period the forecheck wasn't as strong in the second period so a a, a lot of things really hurting them in that second period not, you know, yes, the face-offs, but it's not just the face-offs. It's, it's all of the things that they were doing in the mm-hmm. first period that they just kind of fell a little bit short-sighted on in the second period. Um, and, and getting again, you know, whenever you have, whenever you have a team that is playing, you know, like the Kings are playing and, and, and especially kind of coming out hot in that second period, you have to respond and you can't let it get a little bit out of control. Mm -hmm. And, and unfortunately that's kind of what happened. So the Kings were able to come back and respond early in the second period. And then, and then things got a little bit more out of control with those two other goals, one later in the second and one in the third. And, and it was really hard for the bolts to rebound from that. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and Casey, just wondering your thoughts on, because it's not a case in my opinion of, uh, you know, of of Andre Vasilevsky, but it is a case of both the forwards needing to do a little bit more forechecking um, and the defense, again, they're still kind of figuring things out. I think that they're starting to mesh together and gel together. I think we're beginning to see glimpses and glimmers of that, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but there's still some work to be done here. Yeah, absolutely. And um glad you asked that actually because something that I was going to revert back to is our conversation for uh the Pucks and Bolts after skate talking mm-hmm. about some of the things that coach Cooper was hammering out in that last practice before they flew out west and it was that communication and minimizing mm-hmm. the gaps between the lines. Now we saw him, you know, kind of throw a kink in the lines there and switch things up if you will. Um heading into this game, we discussed those lines prior to that and It just seemed like they started off with an understanding and doing that pretty well. And then they just weren't so consistent with it in terms of communication, because 
they were almost set up by the Kings to execute multiple times. There was two key giveaways by the Kings in the D zone where they, the, the, the bolts were right there with an opportunity to score. Um, so while their, their shots on goal, maybe have not weren't as, as loud as the LA Kings were, they were put in opportune moments to actually execute and, and shoot with intention. So it's some of that hesitation that they t have a tendency to have. It's some of that overpassing that they have a tendency to have. And, um, some of those miscommunications and just very untimely parts of their game. And I think that's something that started to happen in the second period there, because again, to have 11 giveaways, the LA Kings had 11 giveaways mm -hmm. and to not completely capitalize on those opportunities. That's, that's not a lack of, you know, abilities. That's not a lack of skill. That's not a lack of drive speed or any of the other things. It's just an inopportune like a shortcoming of executing um, and shooting with intention. We've seen that this team won both games this previous weekend, not because they outshot their opponent. It's because they shot with intention. Then they started to land some goals there. So I think that some of the things that they were practicing just kind of got a little lucid in that second period there um, when it came to the Kings. And as we mentioned before in the previous Pucks and Bolts episode, reviewing that Kings game, physicality and speed they might not have been the fastest team out there but they did apply the physicality of the 28 hits to the 16 hits and the guys that we mentioned that we're going to try to fluster them did that you know eric Chernak gets into it with brandon lemieux lemieux was yeah. on a couple of guys and you know the commentators even said it this guy's not afraid to drop the gloves and and, and get under your skin and he tried to do that he got under Chernak's skin it was costly for both teams um and then it was kempe you know this kid I, not kid, this guy. <laughs> People get so frustrated when we call them kids, but yes, I'm older than half of this hockey team, uh, both teams. But, you know, uh, Kempe, he just has a way of, of making sure that he is getting the puck on his players, on his teammates' stick. And, you know, as soon as he gets the puck to them, they're executing, they're ripping that shot, they're making sure they're not wasting any time in between. So it's, it's the disconnect of when to shoot, how quick to shoot, communicating with those lines, minimizing the gaps in between those lines, because um, that's something that we actually saw start to happen in the second period, top of the third period of this next game that we're going to dive into here shortly. They just started creating a lot of space on the ice and they started playing in a, in a largely open formation rather than those tight lines that force them to communicate and allow them to hear one another as they're working up and down the ice. So I think they learned some good lessons from the Kings. Yep. Um, I think the poetic justice of it was to lose 4-2 and then to pivot and conquer 4-2. Yeah, I, there's truly some poetic justice in that. Uh, but I really like the fact that you mentioned some of the advice that we gave and some of the strategy that we gave, which was, hey, don't give in to this team. Don't stay out of the penalty box. And mm -hmm. for good reason, because uh, while neither team was overly efficient in special teams, special teams is definitely an area that let them down in the Kings game, both the penalty kill by allowing uh, a power play goal for the Kings and the, the power play for the lightning because they were over four on the, mm -hmm. on the power play and had previously started having some success on the power play. And now again, Casey, we've talked before, this isn't something that you can rely on. You can't hang your hat on the power play because it is something that's going to ebb and flow and it's going to get hot and there's going to be dry seasons. However, 
this is a team that's good enough to be able to execute on the power play and they should be able to execute fairly regularly on it. So with four chances, I would expect them to at least capitalize on one of those chances. They didn't. And that was also something that, you know, just not taking advantage of uh, similar to similarly to what you were saying about the giveaways and the fact that the Kings had 10 giveaways, you know, you can't not take advantage of that. Similarly, you have four opportunities on the power play. You have to make those count. You have to take not just a bunch of shots, but opportune timely shots. And again, we're going to get into the game tonight, but something that I saw tonight that I did not see in the Kings game was some of the screens that Mm -hmm. this team set up getting out in front of the goalie's eyes. That's something that they did not do yesterday, or at least Mm -hmm. they didn't do it well enough. Um, you know, because those shots didn't land when, when they did take them. Um, and they didn't get as many shots on net, um, just 25 to the Kings 33. So definitely some things to shake off there um, and 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 some things to just think about. Because, again, this this team, they didn't do as well in the faceoff. They weren't as good communicating. It's just one of those things where they're going to have to get into a better routine mm-hmm. and really iron out the kinks of their game because they know how to play. It's just a matter of executing, and they executed for the first half of this game. They did not execute for the second half of this game. But, Casey, before we get too far into the next game or or into some of the things that we really want to talk about, should we do our cherry pickers, or do you have a few more notes on this Kings game? Um, Maybe just two more notes and then definitely cherry pickers. I would say that I think something that worked against them was those missed opportunities started Mm -hmm. to take some of the wind from beneath their sails. And then they like to have these energizer moments that kind of are are pivotal turning points. The Bolts are really good at kind of having those pivotal moments in games uh, in any period, honestly. And it was almost a pivotal moment with Hedman this beautiful goal. I watched it so many times. I mean, oh, on the turnaround, rips the yes. shot, hits it in, and then it gets called back. And I think that callback was just so defeating. And we've seen how that can kind of affect the bolt sometimes. We know Alex Kloren is not a guy shy of getting goals called back, and he had to work through that, you yep. know, little little headspace containment that it throws you in. So I think when that happened too, that that was just kind of a an energy killer for these guys. Um, not not being able to convert on on power plays, something that you know kept them in games in the beginning of the season, even though they weren't completely walking away with a W there. So I think they just had too many moments. Um, they just kind of killed their momentum, uh, yeah. killed what they were trying to build off of and uh, such inopportune moments because they did start well applying pressure in the second period. And then then just, you know, the let off that you and I have discussed. So just had to give a little shout out there in terms of Hedman and that beautiful goal that I wish would have, would have stayed clear, but you know, uh, Perry was a little too close there for call and they challenged it and pulled it back. So, yep. But that didn't happen in this next game we're going to get into after cherry pickers. So Kate, I'm so glad you mentioned that because that that was a pretty big turning point in the game. And that was, yeah, a fabulous goal that it was hard to see called back. But we all know that that happens from time to time. And yeah, you know, Perry, if he's offsides, he's offsides. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those things that you, you have to mm-hmm. learn to deal with and, and move forward. Um, but yes, getting into cherry pickers, so we might have the same one for this. Uh, 
maybe sometimes you, you, you pull out some Surprise. fun. Ones for me. <laughs> um, but I've got, I gotta go with Brandon Hagel. I think just his four checking game, the way that he's skating. Uh, I think he's the hottest guy on this team right now. Um, mm-hmm. the fact that he has, gosh, like three goals now concluding tonight. Um, and in, in, in just three consecutive games in just, yeah. in just the last few games, uh, it, it's been really impressive. The fact that he's gelling, you just see this, you know, you see kind of the player that he is really come out and shine. Um, his natural skill, his natural ability being that top line guy. Um, you know, he, he really is a very, very skilled player, athlete, and shot taker. And he's going to be scoring goals for this lightning team for quite some time. Um, and so it was really good to see him, um, you know, just get, 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 yeah, get back into the score column and continue to, to be successful there, have success with his line mates, with Nikita Kucherov, with Braden Point. Um, and, and yeah, even, even seeing, you know, Mikhail Sergachev get in the mix on, on, on that, uh, shot over to him. So, you know, it just really good to see Brandon Hagel. Uh, what a guy and uh, really, really like what he has done for the lightning this season and think that he has a very, very high ceiling when it comes to what he can do both on this team and in this league. Absolutely. And you and I have been high on him since pucks and bolts started. And, you know, for the conversation sure. maybe even started a little bit before this season took off, but yep. Here I go surprising you once more. Cause I mean, I've, I've given, I've given Heggs so much love you um, have even before he started to do well. I knew, I knew it was coming. You could just feel it. But uh, for me, it's got to go to Nick Paul. Maybe Ooh. it's because like, like the conversation that I got to have with him in the locker room before, you know, the guys headed out West, he gave a lot of great insight and information and then just kind of watching it roll out on the ice in the next few games. Um, Executing. Yep. Yeah. Like he, he's somebody who knows what needs to get done. He executes, he holds himself accountable and you know, he's a, he's an energizer bunny out there for this mm-hmm. team for one. He's 63% in faceoffs over the last two games. So he's leading this team honestly successfully when it comes to that faceoff circle. And yep. we know the importance of it. We've we've spoken highly of it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's also the fact that when I did get a chance to talk to him in the locker room, uh, and that if, if anybody saw the clip, it's kind of where he laughed because I was like, dude, I would be terrified as a goalie to see you coming at me because he skates the way that he skates. He look he doesn't look as fast as he is. But he's pretty quick when he starts taking off. You've seen him beat out a lot of players um, when he gets his stick on the puck. Uh, we saw it earlier in, in the first period of the game um, versus – I'm almost saying San Jose versus exactly. – That they just completed. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he just has this charge and this aggression to him. He's a really strong two-way player. He understands the importance of being just as good defensively as he is offensively. And he takes those risky shots that I would love to see maybe a few other players – on the team. Yes. Um, so he almost had another buzzer beater, uh, a, a goal there and it didn't go in. Um, but charging the net when he charges the net and he realizes that it's not going to be a successful setup, he knows how to leave the puck 
behind to see if anybody else is going to scoop it up. So very smart player too. So between mm-hmm. his face-off success and, um, you know, the assist that he's racked up and um, just, you know, overall the player that he is and how he's contributing him in that center position. I love that line change um, that they made yesterday. You and I talked about it on, on, on after skate, but you know, and it did translate into tonight's game. Definitely. But him in that center position, he's such a good orchestrator there. And he has the ability and the athleticism to really conduct, talk to his wingers, communicate, open it up, get back and forth, play a big north-south game, and kind of just be everywhere. So it's Nick Paul for me, um, really, really just ramping things up. And, you know, he he showed this team what he can do end of the regular season in playoffs, and he's starting to find that playoff mode now. And Mm -hmm. so I'm not concerned about this team's record because you're seeing development game by game in one area or another. And that's a good look. That's, that's really great. And one other thing, as we transition to, to the exciting win, oh man, was it exciting? Uh, The lightning sitting at, you know, a tie game for much of the third period, uh, and then right towards the end of the third period, it's our guy, Brandon Hagel, who comes in, scores, makes it a 3-2 game. And, of course, the guy that you just gave some credit to, Nick Paul, coming in there on the empty net goal, putting it away 4-2, kind of making it a little bit harder for uh, for the Ducks to try to get anything done there late. Uh, but one of the things I loved to see from Nick Paul, and it happened after this game tonight, was that there was a little bit of chirping back and forth, and Nick Paul was not afraid to get up into the mix. So he oh, was uh, he was up in those guys' face um, even after the game, after the win. There was like some yeah. going on, and he's like up there talking, and he's the one, like some of the other, you know, Belly's there. Some of the other guys are just standing there. But Nick Paul is like actively yelling at a guy. Like, have you seen like, the mic'd up thing of him from last season? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I probably oh have, God. but I'm forgetting right now. I was howling. He he starts getting. I forgot who he got into it with, but it was like the end of a period, and he's like, "Oh, you won't even drop the gloves. How funny! How funny are you?" And he just keeps saying it, yes. and he keeps trying to get closer and closer to the guy. And he's like, "Oh, oh, you won't even drop the gloves. You're funny. You're funny." And that's all he keeps saying. He's pissing this guy off. But yeah, and I oh, I got so to ask him about that too. I'm like, you know, the physicality of it. And he's like, "Yeah, oh, that's what I asked him." I asked him if anybody on the team inspires him to be that physical because yeah. for his position, it's not required. It's if not he will, expected. Quote, unquote, also, yeah. yeah. But he just has, <laughs> he has this come at you mentality as if he's, as if he's a D man. And he actually mentioned that, um, Eric Chernak's one of the guys that kind of inspire him because he puts his body on the line. He's not oh, afraid totally. to muscle guys up. And he's like, you know, when you see people doing that, it's inspiring. He's like a lot of guys on this team are willing to sacrifice their body. So to answer that question, yeah, he's not afraid I dropped a glove. I thought it was so fantastic at the end of the game today. Everybody's lining up to to give Moose some credit, which, gosh, does he deserve some credit tonight? Played a great game. such a great game. Seriously. We're again, we'll get into that in a second, but, but <laughs> remaining on Nick Paul for a second, just love to see it. I thought it was, it was hilarious and so great. 